Hi there. Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life-saving products to the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Lab to Launch. Today, we're excited to have Mr. Asaf Barnia, who's the CEO of Sonara Ventures, join the show. Sonara Ventures is a healthcare innovation fund backed by Philips and Teva Pharmaceuticals investing in digital health and medical device technologies. Asaf offers his insight and outlook into bioconvergence in the future from his experience at Sonara, investing in early stage digital health and bioconvergence companies. He also shares experiences as the co-founder of the World Bank's International Finance Corporation's Tech Emerge Initiative. It is a unique acceleration platform that connects healthcare startups from around the world with leading corporations and hospitals in emerging economies. He talks about the work done in India, in Brazil, and now Africa. It's truly an inspiring and life-changing work that they're doing over there. In his career, Mr. Barnia co-founded CardioSense, a medtech startup company, served as the CEO of Kinrot Ventures, spearheading its acquisition by Hutchinson Water in 2012. He spearheaded business development at Mekarot, Israel's national water company, where he oversaw the establishment of Watec, the Entrepreneurship and Partnership Center for Water Technologies, where he received the Cleantech Group's Innovation Hero Award. And a unique kind of highlight in the soft story is basketball. He played basketball at New Jersey's Seton Hill University, where he and his team won the Big East Championship against Georgetown in 1991, playing in the Madison Square Garden against Akimbe Mutombo and Alonzo Mourning. He played professionally in Europe for years and shares also some parallels between athletic prowess and entrepreneurship. We're excited to have him share his perspective and advice for entrepreneurs today with Robert. So let's get to it. I'm really glad we got a chance to connect. I appreciate you you taking the time. I'm sure things are crazy busy. You have a very interesting story. And I think for, for our listeners, a lot of our listeners are founders and, and executives in early stage life sciences companies, or even people in companies that are really beginning to scale up. And it sounds like in your career, you've learned a ton of lessons that will be very helpful. So I appreciate you taking your time. Where I thought we might begin is... If you could maybe tell a bit of your story about how you got to running Sonara Ventures. Sonara was established about seven years ago as a joint venture of Philips and Teva Pharmaceutical. Mm. And they actually uh, were looking for uh, someone to run the show who is independent, not necessarily from Teva uh, and not necessarily from Philips. Yeah. So they called me up and uh, actually we co-funded Sonara as an early stage investment platform. We invest between a million to a million point five initially in seed stage companies, which are based in our office actually just 20 minutes north of Tel Aviv. Oh. Uh, at, the mo- at the moment, we have about 17 companies in uh, digital health, medical devices, and what is called bioconvergence, which I will elaborate momentarily. But basically, my team, I have a team of close to 10 people, and we have been supporting the startups, both injecting capital and becoming uh, shareholders and board members in those companies, but as well as uh, providing them with the uh, business services, technical support, value-added services. So this is a combination of kind of, a, of an incubator VC, which we run. We're now in the process of actually setting up our follow-up fund, which is called Sonora Capital, which is a $100 million fund to do the post-incubation investment, which is basically A rounds of 5 to $10 million typically. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is where Sonora will become more of a, a platform that can address even uh, later stage companies, A and B as well. So you mentioned co-working. That sounds... It sounds like the way you described this, like an incubator. Is that how you described the early point? And- well, it's a, it's a VC incubator, and oh. we also have a franchise from the Israel Innovation Authority, the government. So this is part of the 
incubator component whereby the company is under this idea, which is quite a known program out of Israel for the last 30 years, uh, those VC incubators that mm-hmm. uh, the companies reside in the same place. There's a knowledge sharing component, which is related to that. Definitely working with my team about who to talk to, what would be the milestones for every stage of the development. So it could be supporting companies on the digital health side and telemedicine on one side, and on the other, on immunotherapy for cancer. Mm-hmm. And, as, and as such, we have also built a, quite an impressive, I would say, an advisory board, a global advisory board that supports those companies through my teams. And those expertise may come from all the way from Scripps in San Diego to uh-huh. Mayo Clinic to Henry Ford and other hospitals which we work closely with in Europe, in Asia. So this is part of the support, the second layer support. Yeah. And tell me about bioconvergence. I know it sounds like something that's important to you. It, it's something that, that we care a lot about. Maybe you can tell me how you describe that. <laughs> sure, sure. Honestly, when the government of Israel, the Innovation Authority, came up with the word bioconvergence about a year and a half ago, everybody mm-hmm. raised their heads and said, what the hell? Sorry for saying, what the hell is it? <laughs> but honestly, this is actually the convergence of biology into something else. This is a biology being mm-hmm. engineered, if you will, to with software or combined or converge with software or combined with material science on converging biology and physics on biology and chemistry. Yeah. Now, we know that biology is, is a more complicated area than the others. And as such, we see that in the Israeli government as well as the ability to come up with truly disruptive technologies with in-depth science that was developed or has gone under research in the academy for six, seven, eight years. For instance, we as Sanara happen to be that we have five companies which are bioconvergence, happen to be that now they are being defined as bioconvergence companies because now it became like a known, a known phrase or a framework to work under. But before we even knew about this uh, term of bioconvergence, we invested in them because of the depth of technology. So it could be a company like we have a company called Nanodrops, which are drops in our eyes that replacing lenses and glasses. It could be immunotherapy for cancer. It could be a brain aneurysm that involves physics and biology altogether. And it could be software integrated into computational biology. So this is, in simple words, bioconvergence. It's a really great term because everybody in the space right now, I believe, is signing on to the concept that while software has been eating the world over the past couple of decades, uh, bio is now the, the new frontier. And I think that it was Andreessen Horowitz said when they launched their third bio fund early last year that bio is not the next new thing. Bio is becoming everything. And I believe yeah. that that is going to be as true in hindsight as the software eating the world statement. So I'm really excited about everybody seeing this and and the applications are just tremendous. It is, you've been using the word frontier. It is exactly that, being able to cross the frontier of biology by using other disciplines. And this is exactly where we can hopefully overcome some of those very, very deep challenges within the biology space that we've been seeing the last decades through uh, technology uh, through software, let it be, as I said before, computational biology, or printing of organs, or delivering drugs to the brain and crossing the BBB, the blood-brain barrier. Mm. So these are exactly the complexities that bioconvergence is trying to address. Yeah. What, what are you most excited about in that space right now? It's, uh, I think, 
as, a, as an investor, as a VC, basically we see a potential of exits, which potentially might be even bigger than digital health. To some extent, digital health could be, if you take some benchmarks of, uh, of digital health, it, it depends really, but we, the bioconvergence, if there's a depth of technology, we see as big potential, in some cases, even bigger potential for uh, bigger exits yeah. of corporates buying those technologies, let it be in the narrow uh, narrow mm-hmm. kind of brain or let it be in the other uh, cardiovascular we, we see a, a huge potential for that as long as the companies may get to a, a proof of concept and may not necessarily be the, with the needs to go through the long buying cycles really getting into the marketplace but rather really uh, being able to provide something to the corporates who potentially will buy them in an earlier stage I, I think that's pretty clear with companies like uh, Ginkgo Bioworks now, when you see the valuations they're putting up, I think they're one of the first of the new wave of companies in the space, at least as, as we see it. So you're with Sonara Ventures, you have that major part of your work. Um, you're also, you co-founded the IFC's Tech Emerge Initiative. Maybe you could tell me a bit more about that and, and maybe if there's any overlap. There's overlap actually in the sense of bringing innovation to places where it may be stated as we welcome innovation, but the, the hard component of that is, is you need to build a mechanism to bring innovation into corporates, into governments, into countries. So the tech emerge actually, we led a few folks from the IFC, from the venture capital team of the IFC, the International Finance Corporation, and mostly a, a colleague and a friend of mine named Ruzgar Barisik and myself who flew all the way down to India initially and actually set the concept of uh, validating uh, new medical technologies which are needed, let it be cervical cancer in India, which is the number one cause of death for women in India, uh, probably the largest uh, worldwide, because women simply do not come back for the pups and, and the tests because of the distances and others. So actually, we started the attack emerge in India with hospitals that have been working with the World Bank, such as Apollo 40 SMAX, and, uh-huh. and the World Bank is supporting them. And we call upon initially like 400 companies globally, those who have finished R&D and are ready to start commercialization. So we call 400 companies from Spain, from Norway, from Australia, New Zealand, Germany, the US for sure, Israel. And basically we screened, we use a team, various teams to as judge, as judges that were screening those technologies. And basically we brought 40 of those companies to be admitted to this program in India initially. And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, uh, where we started, we had 25 pilots of validation for those companies, which uh, the Indian hospitals did not know that there are solutions out there, but they needed to go through the technology transfer or to this open platform, which we built to be validated in India. And I think if I'm not mistaken, about 15 companies were able to get into commercial agreement with those hospitals in India. Then we took it down to Brazil, to Sao Paulo, with 25 hospitals in, in Sao Paulo. And actually, this last year, we brought it also uh, to Africa. So this is truly something that uh, I'm personally very proud of. With the colleagues from the IFC, we were able to build something which is not just to provide the check, a large investment ticket of whatever, $15, $20 million as a VC, but rather really putting your hands into the early stage component of validation, going through the process, defining the the success criteria of those pilots, and then setting up the the ground for commercialization. Congratulations on that that success. That's really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. So with all that experience, 
What advice would you give to any entrepreneurs, founders, or people looking to get into this space and, and make a difference? One, yesterday I had the pleasure to interview the CEO of uh, Philips for uh, yeah. the Made in Israel conference, which we host by the, uh, the Israeli Export Institute and the Ministry of Economy. And I'm also the chairman of the Life Science Board in the Israeli Export Institute. And I had the pleasure to interview Franz Van Outen, who's the CEO of Royal Philips. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that I've asked him is about a new partnership that they actually built with Disney and taking the content of the animations that we all love and see when kids are going through an MRI examinations and they have a lot of anxiety and fear. This is basically now using those animations in the MRI with the Philips technology to reduce the anxiety and claustrophobic fear. So actually, one of the quotes there that I saw as a preparation for that interview was a quote from Disney, that the difference between uh, success and a failure is not giving up. So that would be my first tip and advice to entrepreneurs. Do not give up. Even though you're going through the ups and the downs, if you truly believe, don't give up. Don't give up for looking for capital. Don't give up on the right partner. Don't give up. So this is one thing. But there's a big button on the other side. Be able to listen. A lot of entrepreneurs that I meet, they're just in a very uh, a selling mode. They're just trying to sell and convince and convince. Mm -hmm. I think this might be a, a point that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, because of their you know, personality or because of their motivations, they don't um, necessarily listen enough to the feedbacks for anything which is related to product market fit, anything that is related potentially to pricing, to regulation, to reimbursement. And to that extent, I would say uh, both don't give up on one side, but be able to truly listen and integrate those feedbacks to your uh, product development. Wise words. Thank you. I wish more people uh, had that from the beginning. It, it's good feedback. And I think people often learn that lesson. Uh, it's quite a mindset. It, yeah. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And people don't acknowledge that. Sometimes when I have a, a chance to speak one-on-one -on -one with those entrepreneurs and I tell them, don't try to sell so much. Please listen when you meet delegations, CEOs, or when you meet investors, do listen to them. It is very important to listen carefully to their feedbacks and make sure that you bring it to your product development and to the roadmap of the company. Yeah. And we're coming near the end of our time here, Asaf. Slide at change of, of speed here. I was reading more about your background. It sounds like you were a pretty accomplished uh, basketball player in your day in university. One last question for you. Do you still follow college basketball? Every now and then I, I did. I had a, a great career. I've been playing as a professional for 14 years. I had a very good year at Seton Hall where uh -huh. PJ Carlissimo was my coach. And the, uh, we won the biggest championship. We beat uh, Georgetown with Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Mutambo in the Madison Square Garden. I have a championship ring. And then awesome. after that, I came, I came back to Israel and I was playing as a professional in Israel and in Europe for 13, 14 years. So this is on one side, this is definitely something that I embrace the career, the motivations, the challenges, the way to handle that and bring it also to entrepreneurship is on one side. But honestly, only when it gets to the NBA finals or only to that stage, I simply don't have much time now. And I, I indulge myself only in very special moments, not necessarily following <laughs> up all the, the routine uh, leagues, games in Europe or in Israel or in the NBA, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's quite a story. I'm sure there are lots of the lessons learned in elite sports performance and business performance and, and spawning and nurturing 
talent. And I, to your point about listening, I have found that the greatest performers are, are always beginners in, in any field and you're always learning. That's probably the superpower I've noticed across the most accomplished people. I agree. I've had the pleasure to meet. Yeah. I agree. And it's a, it's a teamwork. This is the only yeah. one, uh, actually, there's only one poster. We have a very big office in Sanara and the only one which indicates my previous background is a quotation that I took from Michael Jordan that basically it's, it's a non-quotation, I believe, but there's a big picture in, in the Sanara office whereby mm-hmm. talent wins games, but teamwork wins championships. And this is something that uh, teamwork wins championship, even though you can be very talented, you may, win, you may be winning some games here and there, but if you want to win the championship, you have to go into a, a true teamwork. And this is the one quote that I took from my previous basketball career, and I put it on a big uh, poster and a picture in, in the Sonara office for those entrepreneurs to make sure that they understand working with us as investors, working within themselves as a team of a group of entrepreneurs as well. I love that. I may steal that quote from you. I guess it's not secondhand, it's thirdhand right now. But thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. I wish we'd longer. We might bring you back in the future to learn a bit more about that journey from sports to business and just the amazing career that you've had. But for, for today, thank you very much for sharing. And I'm excited to get this out there for other people who are either wanting to follow in your footsteps or learn more about bioconvergence and this huge shift that's happening in this industry. And digital health. Digital health. Of course. We've not spoken much, but this is our actually main vertical, bioconvergence yeah. is the second medical, medical field that we are investing in. So both digital health and bioconvergence are, are the, the pillars for the Sonara investment business, basically. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you much, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.